10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Ah. Uh. From Atlanta, yeah, so Cleveland Been winning all the games in my division Tell your missus not to miss us, she tripping No Christmas for me, I'm already gifted No disrespect to the spirit to the spirit. Intoxicated while I'm steering on the rear end Shout out to my dog Venom, no spider Think I'm about to smoke one, no lighter Climb up as far as you can, but you can't catch it Leave your red like the bright lights on exits Almighty deck, huh, 12 letters My take for yours, wonder who's sells better young college kid but i never got a letter one man's trash is another man's treasure bless up then boss up but if you walk up i got something that'll off you yeah all i ever hear is bag legend when you gonna stop doing this when you gonna start doing that when you gonna come see me when you gonna come see her look y'all need to understand something everything i do is work Everything I touch is rare. Why you don't come around, Becker? Because I'm rare. Frivolous, uh, later than your girls, period. But on the track now, so it's good. I'm rarer than a diamond, cause you know them diamonds aren't rare. Marketing invention, yet you see it and you all stare. But me, I'm more like a tanzanite. Still thick, cut two C's while she paying twice. Put them double D's, girl, please. I'm from MI, but check out my CT. I put the weight of the world on the beat. Still bringing the pain, y'all know my name. F-R-I-V-O-L-O-U-S entertains And anything that I really want I will obtain You a baker boy so we cooking up some flame Dang, I'm worth more than a milli so I rock My words will take you to another world like some chalk Cause Rudy's got the chalk With a dip do I walk Must because I got it in my sock Nah I'm playing <laughs> Yo what's going on everybody It's your boy Earth Matt the Mad Scientist and it's your boy Thanos Rick. What's In going the, on? Not much, man. Nothing much, man. This is, of course, the Orange Phoenix Morning Show weekend review. You know, we cover all the news covered this week, uh, all the announcements, the trailers, the patches, and all that other stuff. Because as you saw in the description, we got a lot of stuff to cover, man. And uh, what's going on with you, Rick? I don't know, man. I have a slight migraine for some reason. I don't know. You have a slight migraine. What was the reason of this migraine, man? You know, you got a three-story house and nice ass yard. Now it just got worse. Thanks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just right. <laughs> I mean, you know, rich ass Thanos, man. You know, rich ass Rick. I just saw that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Anyway. You know, moving on up like the Jeffersons. Anyway, nothing much going on, man. Just, you know. I'm I'm really looking forward to Doctor Strange. Okay. I don't yeah. know why, because I, I keep watching that trailer over and over and over again. And I'm like, you know what? I really, really want to see this. I really want to see this. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited about new things coming out. Did you see that uh that YouTube link I sent you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bro, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and register the vote like Spider-Man told me. <laughs> I never knew that that show existed. Really? You never did? You never did? And, and the show that Rick is talking about is he sent me a YouTube link for Pride of the X-Men. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's basically Kitty Pride, basically. But uh, it was before X-Men, the animated series. I think 
Didn't Wolverine had like an Australian accent or something like that? Well, I, I think the show came out, what, 85 or 6 or 7 or whatever. And yeah. Yeah, because we all know Wolverine's Canadian, but yep. he had like an Australian accent. And I was like, again, I've never heard it. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm browsing. I'm just going through, you know, I'm I'm web surfing and I come across this this article about this show, this, this X-Men animated show from the 80s. And I said, well, what the hell is this? You right. know, so, well, I, they only had one episode. It was a pilot. And I guess after that, it they shut it down. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it Australian accent, he's Canadian. I mean, but, but the, to be honest, I was digging it. I was really digging the show. Right. Did it seem edgy to you? It, it, <sighs> did it seem edgy? Like it, it, it felt edgy. It did. I mean, I, I love the animation. I love, I love 80s animation. I really do. And I was like, you know what? This, this show was, had, has potential, but. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. And yes, E, I hope you did vote like Spider-Man told you to do. <laughs> Listen, that's the first thing that you will see on this YouTube link, right? Like, that's that's the first thing you're going to see. It's like uh, Spider-Man just having a conversation with you about voting, and you see him actually putting Spider-Man on his voter registration card, and like, it's hilarious. I'm like, what, what the hell is this? It's like, creepy. It's I, creepy. I know how to vote. It's, it's creepy, but hey. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the 80s. Yeah, it's the 80s. Whatever. Public service announcement. Hey, taking it back to the 80s, right? My homegirl sent me uh, a IG DM last night, and it was a commercial for Under Ruse. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll just say Under Ruse, man. <laughs> now you know you you know everybody had them. You had Under Ruse before, right? No. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean to tell me you never had underoos? Like the Transformer joints, the, the the underpants that had like the cartoon characters on them. So when you put them on, you, you feel like Optimus Prime or you turn into the character that you no. when you put it on? Really? No. no. You never seen that commercial? Okay. All right. So you send me an 80s commercial. I'm going to send you one too. I, I'm, I'm going to send you one too. I mean, I, I know what it is, but I've never dabbled. So. Yeah. You probably don't remember. You probably did and don't remember. No, I didn't. I didn't remember. I forgot. <laughs> I, I, I forgot I totally. I totally forgot until she sent me that commercial. I was like, and it it was like a jolt of electricity. I'm like, oh shit! I I used to have those when I was a kid. I used yeah. to have underoos. I didn't. I didn't. So I didn't. How far back you go back to your childhood? How far back do you remember your, uh, your childhood? Since, since I came out the womb, e since, since the really. Womb. Verbatim, everything you did, like the salt, you saw the light, you knew you cried, you know you got spanked, you know from infancy up to now, you you know everything, every nook since, and cranny of history since the womb, since the womb. That is amazing, and that I that is amazing. I didn't have underoos. <laughs> I think you had underoos, man. You no. got plain, but I. So <laughs> you, but. It, well, I'm ashamed because I always wondered what Tony Stark was yelling before Spider-Man showed up in Civil, uh, Civil War, and it was under ruse. Mm -hmm. And basically, it was just uh, picking at the fact that, you know, he got like real tight spandex and under ruse was, was pretty snug. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was like, um, like a utility belt. You know, for your, for your undercarriage. I'm just saying, underoos. 
What's up, What's up, What's up, these seats? <laughs> How you doing, sir? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Make you feel like a superhero, man. I'm just saying. Make you feel like a superhero. All right. You know, Optimus Prime. I'm going to fight the Decepticons because why I have on my underoos. Hilarious. This whole thing. <laughs> Cartoon underwear, man. Mm-hmm. Can't miss it. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, a little bit of news here, man. Uh, what's going on, Moa? And so, the news is Fortnite has taken away building, and uh, I, for one, am happy. Like I, I immediately re-downloaded Fortnite, and I was like, I'm gonna whip these kids' ass. That's how I will feel about that, Rick. Really? Be- I never I never thought you would be a Fortnite guy. Okay. True story. I tried Fortnite twice. All right. So um it, it, it's only fun when you have people to play with. And there's always somebody to play with. Like the, you know, usually when I jump on the chat, you know, uh shout out to the black hand. Like they usually on there playing Destiny or something like that. But then they might transition over to Fortnite. So Fortnite is played. But I couldn't get around it. So because like you might be cornering somebody, then all of a sudden, then boom, they like turbo building. They're like they're building a freaking wall out of no. I mean, obviously they, they collected the parts and stuff, but they're building a wall and you can't kill this person and da 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 da. Which that was that was pretty fun. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but that was aggravating too. And it's usually kids that have been doing it. So with this update, they took away the building. So now these COD players is going to have a field day with these kids, whipping these kids' ass. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of those kids might not play the game no more. They might not play the game no more. I, Because I, I called Queen, and I told her, I said, listen, DJ is going to be pissed when he get his PlayStation back. He's going to be pissed. And she was like, why? And I told her why. I was like, man, when I was playing with him, the thing that he wanted to do the most was build. And so when he get his stuff back, and he's going to play Fortnite, he's going to be in for a rude awakening because nobody told him about the update yet. He's literally going to update his PlayStation, and boom, you're going to feel, realize real quickly you can't build. I need to ask this question, and yeah. I need you and B-Seats and whomever to answer this for me truthfully, honestly. What's the hype about Fortnite? It's the battle royal system. I think it. I mean, and all. I don't serious, think it was. I don't think it was the what, first. What's the big deal? What is the big genre. deal about this? It, it's a new genre. Like okay, so take it back to first person shooters. You had Quake, Unreal Tournament, Doom, Wolfenstein. That was a genre of gaming, right? So I think when Quake and Unreal came out, that kind of catapulted thing like arena. You know, death matches and stuff like that. That we that's something we never seen before, but that just was a, a lid that was uncovered for a genre of gaming. So you take Fortnite, for instance. You got Fortnite is a battle royal system, but you ought to know how to you ought to know how to play Fortnite, right? I never played Fortnite. Ah. Ah. Allow me to Apex I, Legends? No. Uh PUBG? No. Jesus Christ. All right. So 
to get you straight, <laughs> <laughs> to get you straight, it's a battle royal system. So basically, you have you get dropped off on a map, and it's like over maybe a hundred people on the map, and you have to be the last one standing. It is a shooter, the last one standing, or the last team standing. You could do solos, or you can do you know or teams. But basically, that's what it is. You go around, you find weapons. Each weapon got a class, whether it's gold or blue. The gold ones are good or whatever because it could do more damage and all that. And you start off with nothing, basically. Maybe a pistol, if that. Something basic. But you go around surviving. It's a survival game, basically. Um, You've seen The Condemned, right? With Steve, Steve Austin? No. Jeez, man. Okay. What, what movie have you seen where... People got dropped off on an island and it had to be the last person standing. Like they were the, they were declared the winner. Hmm. A movie? Yeah, yeah a movie, series, anything like that. Can't think of it. What was that movie with uh what is it? Uh Fantasy Island? They remade oh. it? It's yeah. like a horror killer type thing or mm-hmm. whatever. I saw that. That's actually pretty good at but it did it kind of allude to the fact you had, they had to be the last person standing? Yeah, if I remember correctly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, okay. had, to sur- they had to survive it, I guess you can say. You know, so. Gotcha. So I, so with that Battle Royale system, that's a new genre of gaming. That's where the hype is. And Fortnite also do collabs with rappers, and they, they got the Marvel um, collaboration where you can play as Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and other the Prowler and other characters as well. There's always collaborations going on consistently. Hell, there was a concert at Fortnite. Like kids was like tuning in to Fortnite and they actually literally watched the concert through Fortnite because of the collaboration. So that's just Fortnite. Through Fortnite, there spawned Apex Legends, which is a more grounded, more I guess in a sense realistic battle royal system. Same premise, but different different characters and different abilities. You know, you got Call of Duty Warzone, which you know about that, right? Yes, yes, yes. So Warzone is basically Fortnite, but with Call of Duty guns. So that's basically what that is. Halo, Halo's got that same system now. Okay. Speaking of Halo, Halo has been released today on Paramount Plus. So you might want to check it out. I haven't seen it yet. The jury's still out. Um, we're going to watch it today. But that, that's why the hype is around Fortnite. I haven't played Halo in a long time. Long yeah. time. And did I mention it is free? Fortnite is actually free. It's free to play. The money that they make off of it is from like V-Bucks. Like people buying V-Bucks to get new skins or, or, or whatever the case may be. Instead of, you know, leveling up the old-fashioned way. They're going to buy skins or whatever. That's where that money really comes in at. But Fortnite, the game itself, is free 99 And it's your prerogative if you don't want to pay for anything. You just want to play the game. Okay. Yeah, Apex Legends, same way. Call of Duty Warzone, same way. And that's that's the new wave of gaming, honestly, because um, I feel like they should do that with Virtual Fighter 6, if they do a Virtual Fighter 6, is make that game, that fighting game, free to play where you actually pay for maybe DLCs whenever new characters drop or whatever the case may be. And that, to me, I feel like that will actually garnish the popularity that Virtual Fighter once had to bring it back to prominence because there's no fighting game that is free. So if you make Virtual Fighter free, 
you might bring that up back to the forefront. Mm, maybe. Just a thought. Maybe. Because honestly and truly, Tekken bit off of Virtual Fighter. Like, it wouldn't be no Tekken if it wasn't for Virtual Fighter. No, I agree. I agree. VF definitely started a uh, a wave of, of 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 a fighting genre. I mean, but I don't know. Will there be an interest for Virtual Fighter? A six? You know what I'm saying? Like, would it... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if there would be any interest with that. If anything, I would rather see them do a new Soul Calibur than a Virtual Fighter. Man, Soul Calibur, uh, I feel like Soul Calibur popularity had declined. Like the, the latest one they did done, I didn't. I don't know anyone that plays it, to be honest. The only time I seen someone play it, it was at an arcade when I was at a convention. But Virtual Fighter 5, Ultimate Showdown, or Final Showdown, I forgot the, the actual subtitle, but... um. Everybody was playing that shit. I mean, it was like maybe like a ten dollar download or some shit like that. But everybody was playing that thing. Like they just put a, a tournament mode where on specific days of the week, like you could play tournament mode. And Virtual Fighter is so technical, like it, yeah. and, and it's very rewarding too. But it's it's easy, but it's technical at the same time. But I mean, it, it got a chance. It got a shot. Got a legitimate shot, man. All right. So we got some uh, other news out here for you today. And uh, this news is about the Suicide Squad. Now, I know you know, about, since we're on the subject of gaming and stuff like that, now there's a game supposed to be released called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, and it hit a massive <laughs> snag. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's funny? What's funny? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. My what, what, what's, what is nothing, hilarious? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> what is hilarious? <laughs> what is hilarious? It oh. hit a massive snack. And, and, it's, and it was supposed to be released this year. And it now is going to launch in spring 2023. Now, announced on Twitter by creative director Sefton Hill, Rocksteady's upcoming superhero shooter is now targeting a spring 2023 launch. Now, we've made the difficult decision to delay Suicide Squad. And I know a delay is frustrating, but that time is going to, going into making the best game we can. I look forward to bringing the chaos to Metropolis together. Thanks for your patience. A video of the, of the squad reacting in a disappointing manner accompanied the announcement. <sighs> so, yeah. Now, also, speaking of DC Gaming, Gotham Knights, uh, October 25th release date is still there. Now, while the reason behind Kill the Justice League delay is currently unknown, many believe that Rocksteady is taking the extra time to further polish the game. I'm all for the, you know, sometimes delays piss me off, but I understand it, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. I mean, the the company has to make sure that the rollout is right. You know, we have to make sure all of our ducks in a row, you know, free from glitches, free, you know, just it has to be perfect for this release. And if there's any hint that it's not perfect or that there's a problem, you know what I'm saying? Then yeah, we have to, we have to delay this. You yeah. know, it's, it's like when a, a movie does reshoots now, a movie can do reshoots for a lot of reasons, but you know, um, you know, they have to get it right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the issue right now with Thor, Love, and Thunder. And people are, are up in arms about that. Well, guess what? They're doing reshoots right now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the trailer's coming. The movie's still coming. But, you know, Marvel, they want 
their movies to be right upon release. Same thing with game video gaming. No different. You know what I'm saying? Because there have been times when, hey, a game is released and it's all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And we would have wished that. Cyberpunk <laughs> but it, that one went through delays. But, you know, I'm still salty about that shit. But carry on, carry on. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes we wish, well, hey, maybe you guys should have took more time with this game. You know what I'm saying? Versus giving us this crap product. So, yes, it sucks. E, you're right. But at the end of the day, when it comes, it comes. And we will be grateful for it. So, hey, you'll live. Y'all be all right. I'm good with it because I wasn't going to buy Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League in the first place. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to buy it. You wasn't going to? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to buy it. I I mean, I would probably get Gotham Knights, but I probably wouldn't get Kill the Justice League. You know. Um, uh, Also, yeah, Mio's 38 says Anthem. That is another one. They was touting that was supposed to be the Destiny Killer. Bullshit. Anthem. (laughs) Yeah, Anthem, Anthem was hyped. Overhyped, super hyped, yeah. and I played the game. And I asked her like, "Oh shit, this is like the, the demo." I'm like, "Ah, oh, that, that yeah, it's pretty decent or whatever." Destiny Killer, mm, I I don't know. Then the game came out, and then oh my god, it was a nuclear holocaust. Same thing with Cyberpunk 2077. Oh shit, the glitches in that game, like the way they were advertising, they were advertising the next gen stuff. But you were going to release it for PlayStation 4 and your, the Xbox series from the last gen. And you got glitches. And then you had patch after patch after patch after patch after patch to the point that the damage was already done and nobody want to play this shit unless it was on PC. Unless it was on PC, then, you know, you you less likely have that. And uh, Mio said he think he think Cyberpunk got sued for that. I'm not sure. Um, I think I heard about that. Did they? I, man, they refunded. I know that. I think I think I think they refunded some of the uh, like if you did a digital copy, uh, it did like some kind of refund. It was something crazy. It was something weird because they was hyping the piss out of that because the game was gorgeous. The game looked absolutely gorgeous because you know me, I like Cyberpunk stuff. You know, like Blade Runner and stuff like that. So to be in that in that environment and to interact with people and play the game or whatever the case may be, I'm like, man, this 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 probably like one of my favorite games for the year. And then I fell through a building and didn't know how. And I was like floating in midair. And then <laughs> I was like, oh shit, there's a glitch. There's one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's bad. I mean, maybe one day I'll go back and I'll revisit Cyberpunk, but I'm still mad about it. I mean, that's the, these are just prime examples, man. Like these, these games are getting more complex. They require more attention to detail, you know? Right. So you, you can't just put something out. Like you, you have to have a certain level of quality control. That's the key term, quality control. Yeah. <laughs> quality assurance. Before we put anything out, you know what I'm saying? You know, we have to make sure that we double back and, you know, see that we're good to go, you know, because we don't, yeah. like like you said, E, you, you fell through a fucking building and you don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how, man. I was going back to my apartment and then I was on the elevator. And next thing you know it, I'm floating in the air and slowly the building was showing up, but I was under the building this time. Exactly. And these games are getting more expensive. So yeah. you know, I'm paying 60, 70, 80, 90 bucks 
you know, special edition, ultimate edition, supreme God edition, whatever the fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you and I'm falling through a building and I don't know how. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, this this day and age, man, you're looking at uh, all this updated graphics and stuff like that, and I get it. There there are they're gonna be glitches and but and that's why there are delays, and you try to make the game as perfect as possible. Cyberpunk went through several delays and still didn't get it right. But they didn't pay attention to the last gen versus the next gen stuff. And that's where they faulted. And it was it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh Mio says, per Google, the shareholders of the company, C D project, sued for being misled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you have it there. And then speaking of patches, <sighs> Elden Ring. Elden Ring, man. Elden Ring. So Elden Ring's latest patch has fixed a handful of issues, including a glitch that allowed invaders to crash the host game. Now, invaders on PC could force the host to teleport to a different area of the map, resulting in the game crashing or players being stuck in an infinite falling anf- animation. Now, developer from software has fixed the issue into the new patch of 1.03.2, which is available to download on PlayStation 4 and 5, which we already probably already, you know, we already did that. Now, the patch also addressed the bug that stopped some players progressing in um, their Feli Lose quest alongside fixes for the Endure Ash of War and Transversal Point near Bestial Sanctum. Now, the patch notes, they fixed the bug that sometimes prevented players from advancing NPC Nefeli Lose quest line. They fixed the bug that causes the playable character to die when trying to descend from a spot near Bestial Sanctum. Uh, they fixed the bug that prevented Ash of War Ender from uh, taking effect, and they fixed the bug in multiplayer that allowed players to teleport others to incorrect map coordinates. Now, from Software has fixed one multiplayer issue. The infamous hacker is still able to invade and soft ban players. Now, the other patches, however, announced on server maintenance for PlayStation and Steam on March 23rd. Now, uh, despite Elden Ring being released almost a month ago, incredible success in U.S. and Europe, players are still finding new secrets, including a hidden wall that only disperses after 50 hits. Now, it proves somewhat of a cultural phenomenon, producing several wacky stories, such as players discovering a pair of uh, fancy underwear hidden in the game, the game's speed run record, and, of course, the infamous hacker. And IGN gave it a 10 out of 10 review. Uh, just looking at now, there's one thing they didn't mention in this patch. They freaking nerfed the sword of night and flame, Thanos Rick. They nerfed the shit. Can you explain further for the audience? So, the sword of night and flame can shoot, can shoot a beam of light, it can also shoot a ring of flame, but also it's a sword. You need 24 intelligence and 24 faith. I have that sword. I just made it to 24 faith because I beat the Black Blade uh, Kindred boss in a very cheap way. Not proud of it, but whatever. It gave me 80,000 runes. And so from that 80,000, I ranked up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I agree. (laughs) What was this cheap way? Well, there is a portal to take you to the Bestial Sanctum where you go talk to uh, uh, the Beastman. I forgot his name. You give them a death route. But once you teleport there, if you look behind you, there's a giant gargoyle on the steps. 
but you teleport behind them so they don't see you. So when you open the door, you can just go up in. You can just go up there and talk to the guy. But if you attack him, he will turn around. But he doesn't go in the castle. He can't go in there. Now he will shoot like a a shouting beam at you. But if you are behind the second pillar, he can't hit you. So if you sit behind that pillar until he gets back to his post and don't move, you can keep hitting him and repeat. When I ask taking a single hit. It takes a while for it to happen, though. It takes a while for you to kill it. But if you got patience, you can easily kill the uh, the Black Blade Kendrick. <laughs> you were like, you might ask the question, "Hey, yo, why would you? Why would you not just fight him straight up?" Yes, I have tried on several occasions. He one shots you. He one shot at me. Like either his scream one shots me or kills my horse, or the halberd that he uses kills you. Listen, one shot. So. Listen, a, a win is a win. You don't feel bad. A, a feel dub bad. is a dub, especially in Elden Ring. If I figure out a strategy to whoop your ass, guess what? I'm going to beat this boss that way. So the Black Blade Kindred is in my pocket. I got 80,000 runes. Now, the funny thing about it, though, if you take the regular way up to that castle, there's three bosses back to back to back. So you fight the... uh the avatar at the Erd tree. And then you go up a piece, you go up to a bridge and there is a flying dragon on the bridge. You kill that dragon. Then you go up to the castle steps and there goes a black blade Kendrick right there. That's your third boss. Mm -hmm. But that's a lot of runes though. So I'm going to try to kill this dragon possibly today. And, um, and get some more runes out of the whole deal. And then, go after the earth tree avatar but we'll see more news at 11 but but i don't notice the difference with the with the sword of night and flame though i think they they buffed it back i think i may not correct me if i'm wrong people but i could have possibly buffed it back but we'll see we'll see man that story of my life on elden ring man and uh since we are done with the gaming news today we got to jump on to some social media stuff with I know you heard about this campaign, Thanos, Rick. What campaign is this? The campaign for Amazing Spider-Man 3. Like, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's funny because when, Amazing, when the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 movies were out or whatever, Andrew Garfield, who plays Peter Parker in those movies, was get, he was getting so much shit and so much slack and so much, you know, hate. And now all of a sudden... No Way Home comes out with Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, you know, Tom Holland. Now, all of a sudden, now everyone wants to see, you know, I mean, Spider-Man 3. I'm like, well, where the fuck was this energy when <laughs> one and two were out? What, what the fuck was this? Now, all of a sudden, you love him? You love him now? All of a, like, you know, fandom is a funny thing, E. Yes. Fandom is a funny thing, you know, because yes. I'm like... Andrew Garfield wasn't a bad Peter Parker. So I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, in the movies weren't bad. I never thought they were bad, but it was just amazing to me how much hate he got then. You know what I'm saying? And matter of fact, in No Way Home, he even joked about it on the screen. Like, yeah, I'm the lamest one or whatever. Like everything that people were saying about him was brought into the movie, which I thought was genius. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it was genius. 
And now it's like, well, now we want to see, you know, a third one with Andrew Garfield. And now they're saying, hey, we want Tobey Maguire back too and all this, that, and the third. Which, you know, they, I mean, they could do that. They could. It'll be a, a different universe. But now since we have this multiverse thing and, you know, it's pretty much no holds barred. You know, all bets are off. You can do whatever in whatever universe and it's still going to, you know, it's still going to pop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all connected. It's all, you know, thanks to the multiverse. So yeah. I just, I just, I, I find it funny now. I find it really funny now. You know? So, you know, that's like, that's like if they do a Batman movie multiverse and you bring back George Clooney, you know what I'm saying? Everyone hated Batman and Robin, but now all of a sudden we love George Clooney now. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like it'll be, it'll be that equivalent. It'll be that equivalent. George Clooney, Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, you know, Christian Bale. Like, it's fandom is a funny thing to me. For for the record, for the record, if they ever pull George Clooney back, I would never ask for or campaign for a standalone George Clooney Batman movie. You would never hear that. Probably not, but you'll watch it. I bet you will not. No, I will not. I would not. I put I would, money. You will watch that movie. I would not put my <laughs> eyes through that ever again. See, see, Pat, hey, Pat's like, hey, man, movie was fire. Pat is a troll, okay? Pat, Pat is a troll. That, that, that's what's going on right now. Pat, is, Pat is literally trolling. But, <laughs> hey, but what I'm saying is, though, E, I ain't going to lie to you, Mios, BCs, Pat, look, when Batman and Robin came out, I wasn't hating on it. I wasn't. I was not. You know, I had the, a big Batman and Robin poster on my wall at, at home. I like the movie. You know what I'm saying? The movie but, gross money. Like, the, like the money don't lie. The movie gross, gross some money now. I, I'll definitely say that. Now, if you saying this was an ode to the 1960s or the 70s Batman TV series, then it, it was grade A perfect because that's exactly how campy it was. Well, and, no, well, no, I'm just saying if. Spider-Man, if, if they did that same thing with Batman, e, I promise you, it would be the same scenario. We want to see George Clooney again as Batman. We want to, and I'm just like, well, you guys hated the movie when it came out. Now, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, again, fandom is weird to me, bro. Fandom is really, really weird. And I'm just like, again, Andrew Garfield wasn't a bad Peter Parker. It's just, for whatever reason, they didn't like the movies. You know what I'm saying? And they canned it. So, I can explain it. I can. I think I can explain that why they do that. So, okay, from my personal experience with Amazing Spider-Man one and two, is that I didn't hate neither of the movies, right? So, the character that Andrew Garfield portrayed as Spider-Man, what the joking type or whatever the case may be, then yeah, because that that really that was Spider-Man was he he was a he was a jokey type of Spider-Man. And Tobey Maguire, he wasn't really that that joking type of Spider-Man. And I couldn't re really relate. Even though those, those movies were good, except for Spider-Man 3. Didn't really like that one. But um, I never hated Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, I was apprehensive of how they did Electro and, and stuff like that. I was very apprehensive on that. Um, and I think that's where some of the hate come from on how they did that. Um, so I think what turned fans on to Andrew Garfield again is because the performance that he did in No Way Home. Like, we knew that Gwen Stacy didn't didn't uh, survive. But this was his opportunity to, you know, rectify that mistake that he made. And you kind of see that 
and also there's venom and i think the fact that venom is now present in that and what a lot of people speculate is that same universe that amazing spider-man is in now it's a little bit more accepting to have andrew garfield in to have an amazing spider-man 3 because one of the reasons why they want amazing spider-man 3 is to, to interact with the venom in that in that universe which would honestly it probably it probably definitely be a good movie i never hated andrew garfield but i hated george clooney and batman and robin though from the jump <laughs> i was like what the fuck is this so uh, you know well, well i mean andrew garfield his performance in no way home was great and but my thing is, this is still the same Andrew Garfield from, I mean, you know, the first two movies. Yeah. So I'm just like, now you can say, well, hey, this time he had better writing. It was a better story. And it was this and it was that. And you know what? I, I will concede that. I will concede that. If, you know, if Andrew Garfield had, you know, whatever Tom Holland has now, hey, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You know, I'm just... Again, it's just I just find fandom funny. Yeah. You know what it I'm was, saying? It was better writing. It was definitely better writing. Oh, you yeah, know, they, definitely. They, they they fixed the electro situation. Yeah. And you know, they they fixed the amazing Spider-Man's type of situation too. And if they had those writers, I think fans wouldn't shit on the the first two amazing Spider-Man movies like that. I think I think I blame I don't think I don't really blame Andrew Garfield. I don't really think the fans per se blame him. I think the actual writing of the movie or how it was written, you know, how it was written is what pissed some of these fans off. And then now you you got a glimpse on what it would be if you have, you know, Marvel Studios writing this shit, then this thing is good. Then this this thing is this thing is all right. Well, with Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, I mean, somebody had to feel that feel those bombs, those flames. And Andrew Garfield, him being the face of the movie, he got hit first. You know what I'm saying? You have to blame somebody, E. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That That's just how it is. You have to... I mean, Andrew he was a Garfield, scapegoat for sure. I mean, I mean yeah. you could easily make Toby the scapegoat with Spider-Man 3, because shit. Yeah, yeah, but... But see, the thing... dancing scene, man. But the thing, but the thing with Toby, though, we love Spider-Man 1 and 2. Of course. You know was what I'm the, like, so, One of the best. Yeah, so it was like, you know... And for I know for me, Toby, Toby is my Peter Parker. You yes. know what I'm saying? No, no, just to Andrew and Tom Holland. Love those guys, but Toby, like to me, Toby is it. Just like you know, Batman. Michael Keaton is my Batman. It won't, it won't change for me. So, but at the end of the day, I think with the MCU, you can tell a whole bunch of stories now from a whole bunch of different angles, which you've never really seen before. Not really. You know what I'm saying? And now with No Way Home, it's like, okay, well, we can, you know, we can do another Toby movie if he wants to do it. We can do it another Andrew Garfield. And I think Andrew Garfield said he would love to come back and do it. Yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken. So I think Toby is open to it too. Yeah. So th the fans may get their wish. Now, what it's going to be, I, I have no idea. I really don't know where you go from here, you know, plus, I mean, but that's, that's on the Sony side, not so much yeah. Disney. MCU side. So if Sony wants to go that route, you know, you can still do your Craven, your Morbius, Sinister Six, Black Cat, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to do. Hey, it's, it's, you know, it's all good now. You got it. So, hey, I'm all for it, man. 
I'm all for it. But yeah, I'm telling you, if they do a Batman multiverse with George Clooney, if, if everyone's coming back, no, it's on and popping. No. <laughs> the, the only thing I know for Batman is that you know Michael Keaton will be in Flash, and there is a Batgirl movie that will have Michael Keaton in it. And speaking of Batgirl, I got Batgirl special number one from the '90s and Batgirl special 2000 number one is issue as well. I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to be a nice, 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 nice hot comic book ticket when Batgirl drops. Mm, you know, mm, mm, mm. she's profits, getting hate. Profits, profits. She's getting hate, too. The actress playing Bat, the, the Batgirl in the new movie. You, you the new movie? Like, they ain't even no damn trailer. Well, nah, people were, were talking about how the costume looked and how she wasn't the right fit for Batgirl. You know, again, fandom. Fandom. Not like Robert Pattinson? Until they saw the movie and like, oh shit, maybe I need to sit my ass down. Well, E, listen. Because people shit it on it. Because the, the number one reason why they hated on Robert Patterson before this trailer, before the, even the trailer drop, was one thing Twilight. That's it. That's the only thing that, that's the only argument that people was making. Twilight. E, e I'm going to tell you that, like, e, I, listen, I'm going to tell you like this, and I want people to know when it comes to my fandom, I'm a straight shooter. I tell her how I don't switch up. When I say Christian Bell was a bad Bruce Wayne, I fucking mean it. I'm not going to reverse from that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Robert Pattinson. He, I even told you, Edward, he's Edward. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, he was Edward in the movie, in Batman. Same persona, same gloomy look, same. You know, he, he, he was Twilight. But you, but, but what did you also say? Oh, listen, I'm I'm not knocking the movie, but what I'm saying is, he, and I'm going to say it again, I don't think Pattinson was a good Bruce Wayne. I get it. He was year two. He's younger, trying to figure the shit out. But visually, he, I just don't see him as a Bruce Wayne. True. But I, and I get it. And I get you know it. And saying? I know we talked about this like maybe last week or so. Yeah. But I mean, again, like this Bruce Wayne is the brooding Bruce Wayne. Like if you go to year two in the comics or whatever, like, you know. He he has some knowledge, but he don't have all the knowledge. Matter of fact, I I watched uh Batman Year One uh a couple days ago, um and I never watched it. I never watched it, and I watched it and I was like, oh shit! Like this is really where they got this from because that Batman, he don't know as much as he does as a veteran. Now, if you if you said this Robert Pattinson Bruce Wayne was Year Ten. I'm with you 100%. That ain't true, Bruce Wayne. Because you remember what Alfred told him. He's like, listen, you got to go out there and be social. You got to go ahead and make some money and wear face and, and all this other stuff in order for you to finance what you're doing. But he's not doing that. He's not being social because he's a brooding type. His only focus is to go fight crime. So, I mean, if you look at Patterson's Bruce Wayne, it was it was perfect. Because you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Yeah. Robert Pattinson was outshined by every character in that movie. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be. No, not if that's your movie. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Okay. So when we watch, so when like, we watch, like, when we watch uh, Batman, when we watch Dark Knight, when we watch Dark Knight, who outshined who? Did he Ledger outshine Christian Bale? Yes, he fucked he did. Batman 1989, we always correlate Jack Nicholson. Even though Batman Michael Keaton is our favorite, we always go to that villain. Well, number one, again, that was Christian Bale, so he need to be outshined. 
he need to be out there. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> you know nah, man. <laughs> like, no. seriously, seriously, E. All I'm saying is, you know, Zoe Kravitz, who played Catwoman. Yeah. My, my man, Colin Farrell, who played the Penguin. Help, my man who played Jim uh, Jim Gordon. They they all outshined him in his movie. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, to be honest, e, that's never really a good thing. But you know Batman was never a, a Mr. Personality anyway. The villains were always with the personality. Yeah, the villains but, but, were always the one that brought light to the comic or brought light to the movie. Naturally, they're going to outshine the brooding, no personality Batman. Okay, like, well, okay, well, then let's change the name of the movie to Falcon, Catwoman, Penguin, and just fuck it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's my it's my movie. My name is on this. I can't have people outshining me in my movie. You know, yeah, but I mean, again, like the whole premise is year two Batman. This ain't people. I mean, honestly, if you really want to get down to to the brass taxes, acting wise or personality wise, I see where you're coming from. But character wise, people was like on the same playing field because people knew who the fuck Batman was. Like if you saw that light in the sky, you look in the darkness and and hope this man was not showing up. If you heard a noise in the darkness, you running. And that and it started that off from the jump street. Like if you saw that back signal out there, you might want to haul ass or maybe take that money back to the convenience store because maybe you might get your ass beat or whatever the case may be. Nobody knew who the paint like people know who the penguin was in the underworld. People didn't know who Catwoman was until later on, but nobody knew who Catwoman was actually. But everybody knew who Batman was. So if you so in that aspect. Nobody outshined Batman because everybody know who he was, po uh, police or a gangster or a villain. You know what? Because of e, his, because of what he was doing at night. E, I'm glad you said that because E, that's that's I'm I'm really glad you brought that up. That's a very great point. You know, with these characters, how should I say this? And Pat Mio's BC's, you know, chime in, feel free. And in, in my opinion. And this isn't just, you know, my fandom or whatever. When you do multiple movies of the same character. Yes. It's really hard to keep that character fresh. If that makes sense. E, you said, hey, it's the villains who are supposed to outshine so-and-so and so-and-so because we know who Batman is. Well, that kind of sucks for Batman because we want Batman. We need Batman to be an interesting character. But I think over the years, the problem has been, well, how do we keep recreating this character over and over and over and over again? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I can make the case. In all of the Batman movies that came out, the villains have outshined Batman. You know what I'm saying? I can make that case. I can say, well, Jack Nicholson outshined Michael Keaton which is really bad for me to say because I love Michael Keaton. I thought he was a fantastic Batman. But Jack Nicholson, I mean, as Joker, it, it was it was it was epic. It was iconic. Yeah. You know, you go to the you know, uh, DeVito, the original Penguin, fantastic. Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, fantastic. Batman Forever, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Riddler, fantastic. And I love Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer was Val Kilmer is a very underrated Batman, Bruce Wayne. Very underrated. You know what I'm saying? Batman and Robin, eat your favorite. I know we all, but Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, I liked it. Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, she did fantastic. 
Yeah, they she, all, she actually did a real good poison ivy. They they all outshine like it's it's this is problem of okay, how do we the 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 supporting cast, the characters, the villains, great, phenomenal. But the main character, the Batman, Spider-Man, whomever the case may be, how do we make this character interesting that can hold to that level? And I, I think that's really tough to do. So you know what I'm saying? If that makes we, sense. So yeah, and you know, that's a valid point. Now I ask you this question. When we hear Batman, what villain do we hear? Do what's the first villain that we always hear? Joker, of course. Exactly. So if you have other and you know full well there are other villains out there, and that's the main that's one of the main complaints, is that why we always have to go to the well of the Joker, because there are other characters out there. Everybody and their mama know who Batman is. But we may not know much about Poison Ivy. Riddler, Bane, Penguin, you know, Man Bat or whatever. And for that to happen, you have to give them more screen time. And in some ways, they have to, in some ways, they outshine Batman. Because everybody in their mama know who Batman is. You don't really got to do much with him, like, like at all. But as far as solidifying these characters, Two-Face, then you have to give them more screen time to to drive the point home that this villain is serious and now you go back to Batman. Like that's that's movie making one on one. Like you know Joker is, you don't have to do much with him because he's been shown up. He had his own movie for crying out loud. You had him in Dark Knight. You had him in uh you had him in damn near most of the Batman animated films. So that drives the point home that Joker is the arch nemesis of Batman, but there are other villains out there that are lesser known. And they they need that they need more screen time to drive that point. But so that's that, why that's why I feel like you know that people feel like Penguin did an excellent job. Well, Colin Farrell did an excellent job with uh, with Penguin, Falcone, and Catwoman and stuff like that. And you know, and we feel like it outshined Batman. But that's the primary reason because if they didn't get as much screen time as Batman, we wouldn't give a shit. But does that hurt or help Batman's aura? His, that, that, Batman's aura has never hurt because his Batman status, is, his 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 does that hurt his I don't want to say legacy but from a storytelling standpoint does that hurt him if you're giving other characters better story arcs even no, though no. I wouldn't even, even say a better story arc we know Batman's story, story I mean yeah. I mean even though we know Batman's story I mean this is you know parents murdered we blue in the face you know rich billionaire orphan nice. whatever you know what i'm saying like it, i just think we have to make batman's character more in, more interesting because it's it's kind of stale or well, it, that, that, let's or, think about it is that not what they did on this movie because they they made it sure that thomas and martha wayne wasn't squeaky clean martha wayne went to an insane asylum well no that thomas wayne saved falcon's life but in the comment i think it's falcon's son's life on the on the table with the help of Alfred, which is his credibility ain't squeaky clean. That's different. You well, that to, you well, know that 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 shine more light on his parents. But well, that's his backstory. Though. I don't like, know if that mind, really. If but, I mean, but he, at, at the end of the day, you know, the parents were still murdered, and yeah. Batman still had to figure out well who murdered. You know, yeah, you find out more information. I mean, does it help his story arc? Maybe, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you were to do a movie about Martha and and you know his, his Thomas, you know what? E, that might be a good movie. To be honest with you, 
that might be an interesting movie. If yeah. you were to do a movie about them, the parents, and not, you know, and not so much Bruce. Right. Got it. But well, see, the thing is, like I know with uh Flashpoint, Martha did go off the deep end and she became the Joker because Bruce died and not Thomas or Martha did. But right. that was that alternate little timeline. But there is records on that Martha did have some mental issues or whatever the case may be. So the movie wasn't really about Batman trying to find his parents, you know, murderer, but it was really about the Riddler, which that was perfect. Right. And then when you find out later, which is different than what we normally hear about Batman's backstory, is that Thomas had some hands in the pot where, shit, my dad wasn't always squeaky clean. In his mind, his dad was squeaky clean. But th that was different than what the normal shit that we always hear about Batman. Parents getting shot, I became Batman, I'm vengeance, blah, 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 blah. It, it totally skipped that part because we, we know that, like the back of our hand, and then went, went up to a different direction that was more comic book, more comic book accurate. And like, I wouldn't say it was precise, but it was definitely accurate to the point where it, it grabbed like three storylines from the comic and put them all together. And, and I know Pat said he's a draft Batman. I mean, he was supposed to be. This is year two. He's a freaking rookie. He don't have all the gadgets. He don't have all the know-how. He had help. And he was humanized because well, that I mean, was one of the main complaints too. Like Batman knows everything and he can beat everybody. But in this movie, he was definitely humanized and he had Alfred's help. He had Commissioner Gordon's help, which I love that part where you build on their relationship and the detective skills or the, the rookie detective skills of Batman. Like it was, I mean, it was. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, he, if, if, <sighs> My whole main point is, you know, these characters, we, we need to be careful not to make them stale. Even though yeah. we know the backstories or whatever the case may be, you're still making these movies. And I'm just like, well, you don't want to get to a point to where these other characters are, are outshining the, the... Because Batman is still the main character. And I don't, I don't think it's really a good look to have the other characters always outshining the main character because of this... You know, yeah, we know what happened and blase, blase, blase. But, you know, for, for things to not become stale, I think mm -hmm. we need to watch out for that. And I mean, e, you're right. Year two, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I think it would have helped more if they would have shown Pattinson, you know, as he struggles, as as he progresses, as he, you know, show more of him going through this especially outside of his of his of his costume you know what i'm saying you don't mm -hmm. always have to have him in costume show more bruce wayne going through the struggles his progressions trying to figure things out while still fading in these other characters i think it should be more of a balance and i don't think that movie was properly balanced that's the point like you know he wasn't balanced that that like uh alfred told him you no, do no, no, not no, no, have no, balance no 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 the movie the movie wasn't properly, not so much him. I mean, the movie. Show him going through what he's going through while showing these other characters going through what they're going through and building them up. Build up both people because, again, it's year two. So I would have appreciated more if we would have shown more year two Bruce Wayne learning more, becoming, evolving into he is, you know, as we know him to be today. So and that, I, that movie is going to be four damn hours if you take that time.
But that movie's going to be four hours. Because if you're going to take time to do the backstory of, like, especially Bruce and the other characters, then that movie's going to be ten times longer than what it already is. <laughs> like, we... So, I mean, the thing is, we know... We don't see it in the Batman Begins, Dark Knight. We don't know this man's training. We know all these things because they've been beaten into our heads. We don't really need to see that because we already know that. Well, no. Like we already, year you know two, Batman. I want to see year two. I want to see him evolve. It's like when Luke Skywalker going from A New Hope to Return of the Jedi. We, we saw Luke Skywalker evolve, you know, uh, as he was learning and progressing you know, becoming that Jedi. Wow, you still had light shown on Vader, Yoda, you know, Han Solo, Leia. Like, that was a balanced movie. Well, because, I, I, but who we talk about the most? Vader. We don't talk about Luke as much as we do Vader. We don't talk, and we don't, and Be Boba Fett was not a hero. It's more fun playing a villain than a hero, to be honest, because you got more range. You got more, you got more ability to open up. Just like a, a pro wrestler, like it's, it's uh, it's more fun playing the villain. Like technically speaking, Darth Vader was the driving force in Star Wars. Like Joker is the driving force in Batman. Like, you know, if you go back and watch some of these classic movies, Predator, Predator was the driving force in Predator. You know what I'm saying? He was a villain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Alien, same way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's been in our face the whole time. Yeah, I mean, if if we're saying that the backstory is a is a flaw, we can say Batman Begins has a flaw in it because they did show the training, but they skip a certain time period where he's actually well equipped and doing what he's doing and not really showing any flaws. But like any movie that we've seen, that classic movies that we have seen, the villain is always the more fun character. The villain technically in, in ways outshine the main character. And it's always been that way. Most times. Most of the time it's been that way. If you really think about it. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice wasn't really a hero per se. But he was a driving force though. I mean. It's more yeah, fun to be the villain. Uh, I guess. It's more fun to be the villain. I you guess. can't tell me. I don't that uh, the guy that played the Riddler didn't have so much fun playing that character because you could do so much shit with that. So much with that. You got so much range. When you a hero, uh, you are straight laced. You are this. You might have to show some you might have to show some restraint here and there, but it's more fun playing the villain all the time. I mean, I can, you know what, e, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, I can't really disagree with it. Now that I think about it, I can't. Hell. Yeah, look at Ric Flair. You can't tell me he had fun. <laughs> he was a villain most of his career. Ryan Private Jets, all this other shit, man, that's yeah. the villain one on one. Yeah, but at, at the end of the day, e, people still love a good hero story. You know, going back to wrestling, when Daniel Bryan won that title, people were really, really happy, satisfied, because Daniel Bryan was the hero. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and like, then what? After like, like, like that was a big deal. Matter of fact. What year was that? What was that? 2014? When he went out at WrestleMania? Because, because I remember yeah. I, I was in Afghanistan and I remember yeah. watching that on television in the cafeteria. And yeah. Daniel Bryan held that title up. And he had all the confetti and people were cheering and going crazy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Daniel Bryan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because, you know, he, he's the small guy. You know, he ain't flashy. He ain't, you know, he, he, he ain't Shawn Michaels. And I think people like that. People cheer for guys like that. You know what I'm saying? The underdog, the guys who people tend to overlook per se. 
You know what I'm saying? So I think nice. sometimes people do like the good guy. Okay, so I oh, answer this man. question. After he won the WrestleMania, what happened after that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. What what happened? What happened after that? What happened after he done he he don't catch the Holy Grail? He don't grab the greatest prize. What happened after that? I don't know. See, you don't. What, what happened? But if a, but if a, he defended the title, he he defended the title, and eventually he dropped it or whatever. But the but the biggest point is to get that get that brass ring, and he caught it. And man, was it great! But as a villain, people pay to see you lose. People right. pay to see You're right. you. You're right. I mean, when it, when it comes to movies, I really can't think of a movie where, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I can't. I can't really think of a movie that the villain wasn't the coolest. Per- ah, you're right. You're right. the coolest person in the room. You're right. You're right. You're right. Negan, Walking Dead. Yeah, he beat someone's head in. Yeah, and he's still the coolest mofo in the goddamn show. Ah, man. You're, like, right. Come on. you're right. You're right. Oh man, Bill Surrey say I hated Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 when uh, they literally copy and pasted the WrestleMania 20 finish with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Brown. Oh, hey. Mio, stop it! Be happy for the guy, Mio's. Be <laughs> happy for the guy. God <laughs> damn, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> God damn, Mio's. Be happy. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> gosh, man. <laughs> you can't please everybody. You can't please everybody. That was a hot take. That was a hot take. <laughs> that was a hot take by Mills, man. Jesus Christ. But yo, um, so <laughs> so we got some other news here, like about Moon Knight. Uh, the Moon Knight trailer reveals new look at Kate Powers and full demon uh creature. Now, the latest trailer from Marvel Studios reveals closer, better look at Oscar Isaac's full powers and the demon creature that comes after him. Marvel has a long list of shows in the works for Disney Plus, and the one at the top begins just in just one week. Moon Knight premieres on streaming service next Wednesday and kicks off six weeks of mystery, magic, and action as Oscar Isaac stars as Mark Spector, a mercenary with disassociative identity disorder who has been blessed with special powers by the Egyptian moon god Khonshu. Now, when Moon Knight begins, it looks like one of the Mark, one of Mark's alters, Stephen Grant, will be the one in charge. Stephen is an unassuming gift shop employee who is confused by the strange memories he has been bouncing around in his head and memories he has no recollection of. Now, his journey forward will be filled with many twists and turns, but as usual, Marvel has been careful to keep them all under wraps for the time being. Ethan Hawke is the main villain, Arthur Harrow. What you think about this Moon Knight trailer, man? This minute-long spill on his abilities. I mean... Overall, I think the show is going to be dope. Um, I read somewhere that there, there, there won't be any MCU references or tie-ins or whatever. Even though it's still within the MCU, there won't be much reference to the events within the MCU. You know, I mean, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I, I, I have no idea. But um, you know, it, it, as long as the story is good and you know. Because uh, many people don't know who Moon Knight is. Like, people mm-hmm. aren't familiar with, you know, him. You know, people question, well, why are we even doing the Moon Knight series? Who the fuck is this guy? Like, I've, I've heard this. I've heard these things. 
Right. Um, but, you know, Marvel, they have a whole bunch of characters that they can play with and put out. And I mean, and Moon, Knight, Moon Knight is a cool character. And I think they chose the perfect guy to play him. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I, I think it's going to be another winner. You know, um, we'll see where this goes in the future. Because, again, with the MCU doing all these movies and shows and, you know, animations and whatnot, I'm just curious to see what Moon Knight's future is going to be long term. You know, who can you pair him with? What movie can you, like, Blade? Who you, okay, who else? Doctor Strange. Okay. 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 Yeah. All, all good choices. All good choices. Um, It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. I hope it's good. I hope it's not as bad as Hawkeye. Hawkeye sucked. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hawkeye did not suck, man. Sucked. It did not suck. The show sucked. And I, I I, still don't know why they gave him a show. But you don't like Hawkeye, period. That's that's just what that is. No, he, he's not a bad character, but I don't think he's important enough to have his own show. Yeah, he is. I don't. I, he I, had his own comic, for crying out loud, where I, he had where he had Kate as his underling, and, I don't, I don't, and he, he moved Kate over, and he trained Kate how to be an Avenger or have a lead her own team. I, like, I read the comic. I don't. Care. I did a review on it I don't in care. Orange Phoenix magazine. You go to orangephoenixmedia.com, ladies and gentlemen, and you get your copy of Orange Phoenix magazine. No, no. today. Good, good, good review. Good review. E. I ain't listening to review, but Hawkeye. I just, I just don't think. I, I just don't think he. Is that important enough of a character in general? Like in in the grand scheme of things, I'm just like, well, why do you have a Hawkeye show? Like, what do you for what? I mean, if one for Hawkeye, they want to beat Thanos. There you have it. There you have it. <sighs> so yeah, so no Hawkeye, the Avengers will still be dead. Okay, they'll still be out here, dusted. <sighs> Dusted. No right. Spider Man, no Black Panther, no Iron Man. Well, well, Iron Man was still there, but you know everybody else that disappeared, gone. No, no, nah, gone. I hear you. I hear you know, you know it is true. That's why you were silent. That's like, what's going on, Max? What's going on? Calling in. Earth, Mac, the mad scientist. I Sam. gotta say, why do you keep suggesting us to the subjecting us to this guy? This guy, Thanos, Rick. <laughs> I can't believe it. You just said. That Hawkeye sucked. He's a Hawkeye hater, man. What? He's a Hawkeye hater. What is wrong you know, with this guy? He never tried to hide it, though. He never lied about it. What is wrong with this guy? Oh, come on, man. Really? So what... Okay, Thanos, what's the best Marvel character in your opinion? Max, first of all, why are you here? No. <laughs> I, I am here. I am here to stop you from spreading this negative propaganda that you are spreading. <laughs> I, I am here to bring truth to light. Truth, justice, and American way. Because you, I can't believe you just blaspheme like that. E, e, you know, That's a good question, though, Max. Like, who is your best Marvel character? I, I never knew that. E, you know me. I've never shied away from my feelings about Hawkeye. I've been straightforward this whole time about this whole Hawkeye. Time. You are correct. You know You're what I'm correct. saying? But I see why they call you Thanos Rick. Because Shout out to Yvonne Scott. Welcome to the show. You have nothing good to say about really Hawkeye. Really, 
I'm not going to deny his importance to the mission. I can't do that. I can't do that. That would be irresponsible. Yes, he is important. He's done great things in the movie. I, I get all of that. Phenomenal things. All I'm saying is, I don't think he is important enough to have his own show. Ah. Uh, so, so who is your best Marvel character, though? I, I never knew that. That's a good question by me. I don't. I don't really have a favorite. I mean, it, Thanos. I don't have a favorite. That's hard. It, Who's your like, top three? Uh, there's like a easy. million characters, and I have to choose one. That, <laughs> <laughs> God what, damn! What, <laughs> what, what, it's what easy for me three? to choose one, though. Who's yours? Mine is Wolverine. I just like him for some reason. I like All Wolverine. Right. Hey, Wolverine. Hey, I, I'm. I empathize with that. I, f- I feel with that. I feel that. Wolverine. Wolverine for a very long time was my favorite Marvel character. Now, do I? Do I like how they portrayed him in his different movies? Not really, but yeah, he was. Uh, he's always been my favorite, even since the cartoon. So, <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so Thanos, right? Get matter of fact, if you can't pinpoint the one, at least give me your top three. <sighs> watch him, watch him say something like Thanos, Doctor X, and somebody, some other evil character. Back again. Why are you here? Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> Should you be in the gym somewhere, Max? Should you be in the gym? I, I I ran my mouth for the day. I'm done. Nah, man. I mean, I I like Cable. I think Cable's cool. Uh, cable always been a you know. Let's uh, go. Cable, Black Panther, uh, and I would have to say, and I know E will probably kill me for this. Uh, I like Silver Surfer. <laughs> you know what? I can't be mad at you. I kind of I like Silver Surfer too. He hates Silver Surfer for whatever reason. I never said I hated Silver Surfer. <laughs> I never said that. Look, all I said was Silver Surfer is a bland character because he's very OP. Like his comics didn't sell very well, and his he did have an animated show which is on Disney Plus, by the way, and it was decent, but it wasn't X Men Caliber. You know what I'm saying? It, you nothing know what? would be X Men Caliber. But it's, he's, he's a bland character. He's a very he's OP. Yeah. Guy. I, I agree with that. He's always been portrayed kind of sucky. Yeah, and he's he's a uh, he's monotone. He's monotone. So I mean, but I mean, if you're gonna be in a fight, you might want to have Silver Surfer in your camp. Just just to FYI, yeah, he, can fight. he can yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah, he can probably kill you easily. <laughs> the power cosmic is real with within Silver Surfer. <laughs> Thanks to Galactus. Uh, if I had to pick a top three, definitely Wolverine, Magneto, for sure. Um, and John Cena. John Cena sucks. John Cena really? sucks. Because John he loved John Cena. He loved John Cena. Oh my god! So I hadn't really been paying attention. What is up with? Is he a new Marvel character or something? Who? John Cena. Is he gonna be playing a Marvel character or something? No, he's he's, uh, he's, he's peacemaker. peacemaker in a yeah. DC. He's peacemaking DC. Yeah. Okay, he's a DC character. Okay, yeah, See, yeah I, he's a DC character. He might have I, another season actually. Okay, I quit paying attention to DC a long time ago. 
You need. You might want to start paying attention to DC right now. Bro, I'm just saying. I, I'm supposed, not... 2022 was supposed to be the year for DC, and then they had like at least two delays. But like it started with the Batman. This thing grew over half a billion dollars over a weekend. I, I'm still not over the fact that they made that Superman movie that was horrible. Which one? Uh, was it Superman Returns? Oh yeah, I don't. I don't acknowledge that. That movie was horrible, man. No, it, like, it, it, in all seriousness, DC is coming back with a vengeance. I think. I think Aquaman two is going to be dope. Mm-hmm. Black Adam is going to be dope, very dope. Um, the Flash is going to be dope. Surprisingly, I think the Flash might surprise some people. I think mm-hmm. you know, um, Wonder Woman. I don't. Yeah, don't, don't get me started. Don't get me we'll started see. on we'll see. WW84. We'll see. It was we'll terrible. See. It was terrible. They both were terrible, in my opinion. But no, the first movie was great. The second movie was horrible. The first, the first was movie terrible. was like the, was the more success was the most successful DC movie out of the a slew of terrible ones. Um, and I and I recognize that, but that second movie, uh, I don't know. They just like, oh, let's just put this shit together and just leave it at that. Well, I mean, DC dropped the ball on on Henry Canville as Superman. Like, how did you? He's he's the best Superman we've seen in a long time, and you dropped the ball on that DC. How? How? <laughs> yeah, man. And shout out to a new listener, DK J Nine K Man. Thanks for uh, being on the show. And I but think yeah. I think that's the problem. Like, I think that was the problem with my falling out of love with DC. They mm-hmm. made some terrible choices. It's the writers, man. It's like writers. Henry, Henry Canville could have been the the Iron Man of the MCU of the Easily. DC. Like, build around him. You have Superman now. Pay him, pay him all the money he wants and just go from there. It's, it's not rocket science, but they dropped the ball. Now he's doing hey, Mio's, the, the Mio said it perfectly. <laughs> Mio said it perfectly. He said, Wonder Woman 84 seemed like a group project where nobody knew what was going on and just turned all this shit in. Like nobody met up as a group. They just kind of like, hey, just turn your work in, see what we get. See what we get. <sighs> and, it, and it was trash. It was trash. Tra- uh, trash. What's going oh. on, Samsung 100? Yeah, I mean, it, it was trash. It's dumpster fire. Dumpster dude. I, I mean, I, t- I don't know about y'all. I knew where they were trying to go with it, but I just think they got ahead of themselves storytelling-wise. Like, it was... They were doing too much for, for, for no reason. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't needed. Yeah, the first movie did good. You know, made a whole bunch of money. Now you have a bigger budget to make a bigger movie and they did the most for no reason. It was it was ridiculous. Like you didn't have to do, you didn't have to do what they did. But they did, you know. And that normally happens when you have bigger budgets. You want to add in new CGI shit and all kind of flashy shit and it just you you get away from the storytelling. And I think that's what happened with 84. So I, quick, I, I truly believe that. Quick question for y'all and then I'm going to jump off. Uh, this is off topic. What the hell are the Kansas City Chiefs thinking by trading away their best <laughs> Cap space, man. Cap space. It's cap space. I guarantee you it's cap space. Okay, so who can take his place? Because they suck right now. Nobody. At the receiver position. Nobody. So, okay. He's like the fastest. He is the fastest receiver, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Okay, but he's the fastest receiver currently. There may be someone faster than him in the. I'm not saying that it is, but there may be somebody faster than him in the draft. We don't know, but 
if you getting Juju and you saying you got Juju, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, then Patrick Mahomes, that's a high-powered offense, right? So, but then now you're missing that your biggest one of your biggest pieces of the puzzle, Tyreek Hill, and he's out of there. Well, so, well, the thing about Tyreek, Tyreek just wanted his money because he saw what Devontae Adams got with, with the Raiders. Yeah. And that's normally how it is with these athletes. You know, if 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 I'm an athlete, E, you're an athlete, Max is an athlete, Mios is an athlete, you know, BC is an athlete, and let's just say we're all, you know, receivers. If I see B seats and Neos and Max getting $250 million, even though I have the better stats, you know what I'm saying? Now, granted, what, what that team pays them is none of my business, but that's the market. Right. That's how it works. You know what I'm saying? Now, I have my own thoughts about that, but, you know, I'm going to go to my team. Like, yo, I want to get paid like these guys get paid. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I'm I'm so and so and I'm better than them. You know what I'm saying? And then I see E, you getting this deal with them, and you know, Max getting a deal with them and Beast, and I'm like, okay, everyone getting paid but me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, fuck this. And you know, the Chiefs, you already gave Mahomes all this fucking money and whoever else. And you know, I feel as though I'm a you know, a part. If y'all ain't trying to pay me, I'm gonna go to whatever team. Now I may not win with that team. Cause I mean it's the Dolphins, bro. Tyreek ain't going in with the Dolphins, but he's getting paid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Plus Tyreek already has his ring, so it's like, well, now it's time to get paid. And these athletes now they want to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Devontae Adams. We saw Aaron Rodgers get paid that fucking money, and Devontae said, "Well, what the fuck? You know, where's my money?" I'm out of there. I'm, I'm out of here. here. I'm out of here. These these athletes, it's all the same, bro. It's all about money. It's all Look, about. I, money. I, I think. It is. It's a business, man, because you got to look out for. I mean, even though you got to be part of a team, I think more of a team dynamic is with Cincinnati. I think after we, you know, if and when we win one, that's going to change the dynamic. Like CJ Uzama. CJ Uzama went to the New York Jets. There's nothing over there, but he went there for the money because, I mean, truth be told, CJ wasn't a hot, hot ticket two seasons ago, but he was this current season because of his morale and what he did to pushing the team and his stats or whatever. If you get offered this amount of money, you may not get this offer again. So, you know, for X amount, of, I think like three years or so, he took that tight end money. And I'm not mad at him for doing it. Now, we got Hayden Hurst, you know, in place of him, which I feel like that's a better person. But, you know. So I'll... So outside of Joe Burrow, who do you think is going to demand command a payday on the Bengals? Who do you think? I don't. Even, I don't even know Joe Burrow is even going to command a payday. Oh, he will. He'll get it. I don't know. I, I mean, he, I don't think he will command it. I think if it was offered, he will accept it. But I don't think he's going to like go out his way to say that. I think his mindset is going to be similar to Tom Brady's, and be like, mm, yeah, pay those guys. I'm gonna just play football. Because his mentality when it comes to football is very similar to Brady's. Like, Brady just loved the game. He don't give a shit about nothing else. He just loved the game. Hence why he decided to come back. But he just he just loved the game. So, he, we got until 2024, I think, with Joe. Um, But at the same time, people was like, well, we're going to have to decide between T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. I don't think we will have to because Ooh. of the fact that. Ooh, yeah, be- I about that. 
Yeah, because of the, <laughs> I don't think we have to do that because you know the cap increases every single year. Yeah, so but you yeah, can but, you can easily have yeah, but the market does too. E all the, the yeah, the market does too, and I think Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams and Tyree Hill. They I think they reset the market with their they receiver did. salaries. They did. <laughs> they did. You it know. definitely altered the market. But we have probably the fourth or fifth. I haven't looked at the stats, like highest cap space. And for for you know what? Dallas had the seventh highest cap space. And they, they got a goddamn fire sale going on out here in free agency. And Dallas ain't pick up not a goddamn person. They let go of people. But there's nobody out there, Bo. Like, you got Tower Matthew still hanging out there. You got some offensive weapons out there, some defensive weapons out there. It like It's like a fire sale going on out there. AOC is racking up. Racking up. Thanos, Rick. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see when it comes to draft. Draft is next month. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it's, it's all uh, DBs and defense uh, and, and offensive linemen. That, that just, that's basically what this draft is all about. No QBs like that. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see what the Falcons are going to do because Matt Ryan went to the Colts. Not so, a damn thing. And, I mean, Mariota, I like Mariota. I mean, he ain't a, he ain't a bad quarterback, but I know the Falcons are, are in rebuild mode. I know they hate that word, but they are. So, you know, I mean, it we'll, is what it is on we'll, that. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Your Bengals, I don't know what the fuck you guys are going to do. Um, I mean, you guys can keep everyone and, you know, be good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We updated our offensive line. We got Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, okay. Ted Cars. Okay. You see, you seen it. I mean, offensive line is like is not budging. Yeah. Like that's all we was doing in free agency. And then on top of that, we franchise tag Jesse Bates. We let go of CJ Ozama. We picked up Hayden Hurst. We in toss with Stephon Gilmore from Carolina to be our other cornerback. So, and then you got the draft where you can just do whatever you want with the draft. So, um, I mean, I'm, you know, take it how. <laughs> take it like take, take it like this, man. It might sound cocky. I feel like once Cincinnati um, got to the Super Bowl and put everybody on notice, especially after they don't beat Kansas City Chiefs twice, everybody start reevaluating their teams. Like, holy shit, there's might be we don't need this here going on, and we need to start getting people right now because I think they was looking at Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati as potential dynasties, possibly a winning consecutive Super Bowls, considering what they have, or people wanting to come to the team, and or, or whatever the case may be. I'm sorry, BCs. We might have to pick up Stephon Gilmore, man. We might have to get this man. I'm just saying. We might have to pick the man up. Mike Hilton already tweeted the man. He's like, look, you know what you got to do. Come join the game. <laughs> so, but either way. Yeah, no, 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 no. See, 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 Maxwell sounds like a hater. Dallas already messed up. Y'all could have cleaned up in free agency, man, and y'all didn't do not a dag blab thing. Go Dallas. Zeke Elliott, man, getting paid that man all that money. But Thanos Rick, we got like two more bits of news here, man, before we sign out, man. You know, NWA Crockett Cup 2022 was over this past weekend, man. Um, I know you watched it. I know you, you know, you heard about it or whatever, like what do you think about what's your thoughts on the weekend for Saturday and Sunday, this past Saturday and Sunday? Uh, I didn't watch all of the Crockett Cup. Um, 
I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I thought it was good. Um, I, 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 it's, it's, it's good to see. It's always good to see good wrestling. And yeah. I was, for what I've seen, I was pleased. Um, a lot of the guys I didn't know. I did see some familiar faces. Um, it was a great event. I hope they keep it going, keep it up. Because that's an annual thing, right? Yeah, Crockett Cup is an annual thing. And, I mean, NWA comes on every week. Right. On Fight TV and uh, YouTube. Um, when I watched Crockett Cup over the weekend, there was a certain sense of nostalgia that, that came over me. Um, my first thoughts was it took me back to Harley Race and Ric Flair back in the day at Starcade. And the NWA symbol was like on the mat, and it was a steel cage match, and um, it 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 took me it took me back to a time like it was like what Max is saying. Crockett Cup twenty twenty two was a freaking amazing. It was amazing, and Thanos, I know you harp on these matches, man. Like you hate interference. If you don't want, if you want matches like that, you watch NWA. You watch NWA, man. I mean, the, the it was so many highlights for me to see the Pope out there. He retweeted some of my tweets or whatever. He he's like amazing on the mic. He's a genius on the mic. I think he's the next one up for the uh, NWA oh, World Championship. Look at you name dropping. Yeah, he retweeted some of my tweets. Hey, man, the man retweeted some of my stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? He liked what I was saying. He liked what I was saying. That's all I'm saying. He he liked what I was saying. But uh. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the Briscoes winning the Crockett Cup, and which me and Max called it, man. That was our pick to win the Crockett Cup, and mainly because of Supercard of Honor, Honor that is coming on Friday, the week of WrestleMania, where the Briscoes are finally taking on FTR. Hey, 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 uh, <laughs> hey you and Max, why do people hate the Briscoes so much? It seems like everyone hates. <laughs> nobody hates the Bri- I don't know nobody that hates the Briscoes. <laughs> Like they are, they are probably. Then they get banned or something. What, what happened with them? They got banned or something. Or, or no, nah, they didn't get banned. Or, or some type um, of drama or something with the Briscoes. They didn't get banned. Basically, like I think it was Jay. He's he had a homophobic tweet. I think he was talking to somebody or whatever, but it wasn't directed at somebody. If that makes sense. And um, people wanted them to come to AEW, but you know how people like look at past tweets and stuff like that. And then somebody within AEW was like, "We don't want them over there." And then you know he addressed it. He was like, "Listen, you know that that was some dumb shit." You know what I'm saying? I do not personally feel that way, or whatever the case may be. Um, so at that point, you know everybody just moved on it from that point. But everybody loved the Briscoes. That's probably like the one of the most decorated tag teams in history. Like Bully Ray is very high. On the Briscoes, they are definitely Hall of Fame material, especially when it comes to Ring of Honor. Like twenty years, twenty years in, and their ongoing feud with FTR, like just on the internet alone, and we finally get it at Supercard of Honor that that for them to win it. But the the highlight for for me was British Bulldog's son, like Harry, like. This man has the tools, man. He is a he's a he he looks just like his he looks just like his dad. He was tagging with Doug Williams. It was a phenomenal uh run that they had, and they actually beat La Rebellion, the actual tag team champs, to advance to the finals. And 
that kind of lets me know that they're going to go up against Little Rebellion for the tag team titles and possibly be tag team champions. Hopefully. We'll see. And Camille being the NWA World Women's Champion. Love that match. What's your thoughts on Matt Cardona being the NWA World Champ? Or Zach Ryder, as people would know him to be? I don't have any thoughts. I mean, it's, 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 it's a good look. I mean, it's a good look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, not the biggest fan of his, but I'm glad that he's now on a platform to where he can really truly shine. Yeah. Because I don't think he was able to do that previously. So it's 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 always good to see wrestlers who like we know their talent, we know what they can do. We've seen it in, in other on other platforms, but now we're really seeing it and people are getting their 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 you know their just due. That's always a good thing. Um I definitely love seeing the children of wrestlers who aren't here anymore come up. You know, that that always, you know, makes me feel good to see that. Um Bulldogs I, that that's that, that's cool. That's cool. Cuz I I was I'm a Bulldog fan and it's it's good to see, you know, the kids come up and do their own thing and you know, continue that legacy. So, for the family. So. I say that um Matt Cardona and, you know, there's a hot take. It's holding the most important heavyweight championship ever. He's, he's holding the most important championship belt around his waist. And that 10 pounds of gold, you're holding something that Dusty Rhodes had around his waist, Ric Flair had around his waist, Harley Race had around his waist, Sting, Ricky Steamboat. Man, you, you had all these individuals that had this belt around their waist, and he's with those guys. And the whole storyline is he's he's taking NWA to new heights. So basically, he's you know, in in so many words, he's saying that that Nick Aldis, being a great champion that he is, and he was holding it at a very very high standard, wearing suits and stuff, and 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 it took you back to the '80s because if you know had that belt, you had like a nice suit, clean cut. Had everything, right? And, but it was, you're not going to get more audiences like that. And Matt Cardona saying, listen, I got over a million followers. I can bring these followers over to NWA. If I'm the champion, I can make NWA and put them on the map bigger than what it already is. And that's his whole premise. I hope Matt Cardona holds the title for for a long time. I hope he does. And I hope the next champion comes out to be the Pope. Because I want the Pope to have the the NWA Heavyweight Championship. And, you know, taking it back to the Briscoes, the Briscoes joined the company of the Road Warriors, Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rose, Sting and Lex Luger, and Brody King and PCO as the Crockett Cup champion. So that's that's uh, that's that's high stuff. That's high regard. Homicide comeback, won the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Great stuff. Um, I enjoyed every bit of, of Crockett Cup, man. Uh, similar to the fact that it's on Fight TV, I can watch it anytime I want to. The Crockett Cup, pff, I'm sold. Hmm. Ten out of ten for me. The most important. Would you say the most important belt in wrestling? Yep. The most important belt in wrestling. Okay. And that more I, I, to me, it, it is nothing more important than the NWA ten pounds of gold to have that around your waist at least one time. I hear you. At least one time. I hear you. Because you hold that belt for a minute. Like, you, you know, you held at a very high regard. And the good, th- another good thing about that was 
that you asked, in a sense, you wrestled around the world with that belt. When you had Starcade, you had people coming in from other promotions wanting to take that belt. It wasn't just within the company. It was other people outside of the company that wanted that belt. So that's that's why I say that's, to me, that's the most important belt. High regard. So much history behind it. But yeah, so we got one more little bit of news here, and that is, did you know that there was supposed to be a live-action Voltron film? I've heard those rumblings. I've heard yeah. So I've heard. Not sure how I feel about it, but yeah. So apparently, the live-action Voltron movie has reportedly sparked a bidding war between six or seven of Hollywood's major studios. Now, per Warner Brothers, per, I'm sorry, per Hollywood Reporter, Warner Brothers, Universal, Amazon Studios are reportedly among half a dozen studios putting in offers on a new live-action reboot of the classic mecha anime. Red Notice director Rawson Marshall Thurber is attached to direct the movie. Thurber is also co-writing the film alongside Tiger and Bunny writer Ellen Shoneman, notably Netflix, which streamed the most recent series in the franchise, 2016's Voltron Legendary Defender, which is actually a good series. It is not among the studios battling over their distribution rights to the film. A pitch package, which included a teaser reel for the potential movie, was sent to the studio several weeks ago and the movie's producers are expecting to close a deal before March 27th. So we got three more days, basically. So Voltron was originally created by World Events Productions in 1984, like Robotech. <sighs> I call it Macross. It's always going to be Macross to me. Another syndicated animated import from the 1980s. The series was originally adapted from recut footage from several different Japanese anime series, the most notable of which was Toei Animation's Beast King, Go Lion. The original show was one of the one of the highest rated animated shows of the 80s and has spawned a franchise that has continued in decades since the since with multiple spinoffs and reboots, as well as numerous comic and video game adaptations. Now, the original series told the story of a team of five young men who each piloted a mechanical lion, which could transform and combine to form Voltron, a powerful sword wielding giant robot. The five warriors are tasked with protecting the planet Aris and its leader. Princess Illyria from the evil warlord King Zarkon and his army from the cybernetic mar- monsters. What do you think about this live action bidding war with uh, about Voltron Thanos, Rick? Why now? Why, uh, why are they doing this now? I think th- I think this has been going on for quite some time, and I think they just haven't solidified a studio to do it. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's, 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 why it's, not now? Because we got technology to make a live action Voltron. Yeah, but we've had that for a while. So, like, so why now? Now, is it because Gundam's coming live action? Possibly. Possibly. You know, like, I'm just saying, why now? Like, we've been wanting this for a long time. I mean, technology yeah. is it's always been there, bro. It's always been there. But I'm like, why now? Maybe, maybe it is because of Gundam. But I mean. To be truth be told, like Go Lion is the true Voltron. Like, we know Voltron, like when we grew up and watching it, it, it was ra- basically edited for kids. But if you go on Crunchyroll and watch Go Lion, that is the uncut version. That is the true version of Voltron. And it is not the same. People die. Man, <laughs> people die in Go Lion. But I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I just want it done right. If that makes sense. Well, I don't. I don't know. 
I, I have to think about that. E. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. You say you don't know how. You, <laughs> I mean, I, I can. Hey, I can understand being apprehensive. Like we seen Pacific Rim. The first one was good. The second one was okay. We seen Gundam and Ready Player One, so we know it can be done. You know, we got that. Um, but I mean, I with the technology that we have today, I feel like. You know, this could be an actual decent movie. Hopefully. Well, for my sake, I hope so. Because if not, I'm going to flip the fuck out. And, and look, I now need you to hold that anger in and put it on the show. Leave it all like that. Do it like you went off on Star Wars, man. Because you, hey. <laughs> I did man. not go off on Star Wars. I didn't go off. I got the tapes. I, I got the tapes. <laughs> I got the tapes thing on straight. You went off, man. You went off. Elf bombs galore. You was upset about that. You was really upset about that. And I and I I mean I was with you one hundred percent. To all the new listeners, I didn't go off on Star Wars. I was just okay. I was. I guess you can say I was in my feelings, but I didn't go off. I didn't go okay. off. I just shared my opinions, my thoughts. I left it alone. That's it. You left That's it alone. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I really am. You know, he is. He is. You know, all the f bombs. Eh, eh. You know, eh, eh. Now, I, now I will say next week. Now, next week on the show, we can review. I'm a. I'm a find this. I'm a find this tape. No, I'm a find this tape. No, it's lost. And now, it's, <laughs> no, it's not. It's lost it is in not. Time. It is lost in time. <laughs> it is not lost in time, man. Like you know, there's recordings of every show that we do. Like yeah. every single show. We don't have it. We don't have it. I'm, I'm going to have to go back you don't to a time. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. This time, E, we can let this go. It's behind us now. But, behind. I mean, but you were speaking the truth, though. Like, you was literally speaking the truth. Like, I mean, it wasn't a live show. It, it was taped, but... Um, Listen, my my fandom got the better of me. I, I can admit that now. My fandom... You wasn't wrong. My fandom... You wasn't wrong. It doesn't matter, E. Some some people might have listened and disagreed. Shit. Again, nobody that, disagreed. That's nobody disagreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nobody disagreed. Like you basically was the vo like uh the voice of the voiceless. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I you know, CM Punk. Like, I mean that's that's what it was. And BC was talking about the Star Wars movie. Uh not the not the original trilogy, but the the latest trilogy. Beasts. There was a time when I was a little unhinged, you know, and again, I let my fandom get the better of me mm -hmm. because I, I am a Star Wars fanatic. And there were certain movies that had, had come out and I just really wasn't feeling it. <laughs> and I said a few things, Beasts, that I'm not proud of. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not Beasts. I'm not proud of what I said. You know, so I was, I was, I was. <laughs> I should go. I was okay. I was. I'm just eat. Don't dig up the, the tape. It's okay. I'm just it's saying, okay. man. It, look, 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 look. It look. Thanos Reed wasn't wrong in his assessment. Okay, at all. He was airing out a frustration that everybody was really feeling at the point in time when his movie was released. So, and I was like, and I just gave him the mic. 
like I just gave him the mic and let him go off because he was really speaking truth. That's all it was. It, I don't don't ever apologize for truth. Don't ever apologize for putting that stuff out there. So if I find that tape and play it, man, I, you got to just enjoy it. You got to enjoy it. It's subjective. It's also even when I talk shit about Batman and Edward, it's all subjective, you know. But I'm I'm, I'm nicer these days. I'm nicer, even okay. though I may give my opinion. I'm not going off like I used to, you know. That that was a bad time for me, E. That was a bad time. Uh, hey man, hey, look, it's gonna be a day. It's gonna, you might hear it next week. Folks. You might. I don't think DCs and Mios and Max and Queen and. You know, I don't think people need to hear the tape. It's okay. Also, we asked the listeners. We asked the listeners. If I find this tape of Rick going off about this Star Wars movie, do y'all want to listen to it? Do y'all want to listen to the clip? I highly advise that this tape doesn't come out. (laughs) (laughs) You see, it was never a live taping. It was like a a recorded taping, and we just put it on air. Yeah. But, yeah. Let, let Let it go. Let it. I'm just let saying. It. Let it go. Let it go. I'm just saying. Again, sometimes we let our fandom get in the way. Yes. Oh, it, yeah. It, it clouds our judgment and our emotions. I mean, how many times you seen me go off on the show, man? It's been a while since you've gone off, E. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been but, a while since I've gone off. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But E again, I have my rants. But again, E, you, I've matured. You've matured. We've matured. I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Sometimes it. Sometimes it's fun. Like I said earlier. So I said earlier. Sometimes it's better being the villain. Sometimes it's more fun. E, just leave it alone. Don't don't dig up that tape. Don't play it. Don't play it. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. RTR uh, quadruple nines. <laughs> DKJ knocking eight. Thank you for uh, actually uh, listening in to the show. These are actually new listeners. So shout out to you guys. And uh, oh, also, we got a sale going on. Okay. We got a sale going on for uh, T Public. Everything is 40% off. Not 35, 40% off. And there are some new designs in the inventory. So these sales are up until Saturday. So once Sunday hits, these, these sales are over with. But everything is 40% off. You got t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, uh, laptop cases, phone cases, you name it. They, they're all 40% off. So you might want to go check that stuff out on TeePublic. Um, now, when I post this live show um, on the page for Podbean, give us a follow because I will put that link in that description so you just want to check that out so t public everything is 40 percent off i will put the link in the description once i post this live show here also if you're new to the show we also have a magazine monthly digital magazine for you guys to check out that talk about everything of geek culture including some sudoku puzzles in there as well so you can mess with if you go to orangephoenixmedia.com you can go ahead and get your digital copy today Man, so yeah. And, and look, George Weave as Ashley, uh, you know, he's plugging his stuff. George Weaver 1021 podcast on Podbean. Go ahead and check his stuff out as well. But again, T Public, the link will be in the description after the post. 
uh also go to orangephoenixmedia.com to check out the magazine now speaking of which in that magazine in that uh website there is a link to go to t public as well so if you click on the apparel section on orangephoenixmedia.com it takes you to the t public website and also if you go to magazine it takes you to all the listing of magazines that we have and in a couple of weeks we actually will have the april edition of orange phoenix magazine as well a lot of good stuff in there got anything else for the listeners out there thing knows rick uh no you know normally i'll say you know max you suck and you still suck but this time you know no nah, I'm, I'm you good, did bro. say that i'm good i'm good <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> you did say that <laughs> you know normally i say max sucks and you know fuck alabama and you know <laughs> fuck all that you know whatever max max sucks but i'm not gonna say it this time i'm not uh-huh. I'm, I'm not i'm being nice today okay so, Max, okay. Max, have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I hope you enjoy the morning show, man. I hope you uh, was able to be entertained by us to get your day started. You guys have an awesome weekend, and we will be back on Wednesday. We'll be back on Wednesday, midday, for uh, Orange Phoenix Morning Show Week of Review. Until next time. Oh, 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 what's that? oh. Wonder Twins. It's coming. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Wonder Twins. Coming. You and this goddamn Wonder Twins. The movie is coming. Okay. Okay, E, take us home, bro. We out of here. <laughs> I'm still-